Local matters go southeast this week. No, I'm not in Remich or Schengen. I'm in Serbia, in the city of Novi Sad. The European capital of culture 2022, along with Kaunas in Lithuania and Esch sur Alzette. Novi Sad is the second largest city in Serbia with about 350,000 inhabitants. Most of them are Serbs, but the city is known for its variety of cultures living together. Hungarian Catholics, the Orthodox Serbs, a large group of Protestants, Jews and Roma. When the wars in the beginning of the 90s tore Yugoslavia apart, many people from all parts fled to Serbia and especially to Novi Sad. Some were already there, such as Daniela Korac-Mandic. Daniela is program coordinator and founder of the Novi Sad Humanitarian Center, NSHC, an NGO that helps vulnerable people. I came to Novi Sad uh, back in 1992 because uh, that's when the war broke up in my, my home country in Bosnia. Uh, and uh, I came here actually not knowing that I will become a refugee in a few days, but that is what happened. And uh, experiencing refugeehood and not being able to go back home for another three and a half years, uh, that made me somehow um, uh, rethink my future and what I wanted to do in my life. And that is uh, how I actually came to an idea to, to do something actually for the vulnerable people, uh, for refugees, for my fellow refugees. Together with a group of people, I uh, participated in, in, in founding the, the Navisat Humanitarian Center as an NGO that can provide uh, proper assistance to people in need. And this is what I was uh, doing, I have been doing for the past uh, 22, 23 years, yes. When Daniela left her hometown in Bosnia, where she was studying medicine, she felt like taking a trip to another city in her country, in Yugoslavia. When she was in Novi Sad, everything changed. Serbia and Bosnia became two independent countries. In Bosnia, the war went on for three years. More and more refugees from Bosnia and other parts of Yugoslavia arrived in Novi Sad. Long queues of people awaited help at the points of the Red Cross. For Daniela, this way of handling refugees was not acceptable. Because I was a refugee and I was that person waiting in lines for, for uh, a parcel of humanitarian aid, uh, that made me actually realize that, uh, that everything can be done differently. Uh, for example, what I didn't like is the fact that the only aid that was provided to me and the others in my in the, in a similar situation was humanitarian aid. Uh, and the needs were not only uh, humanitarian needs. Uh, there was a general lack of, uh, of different forms of assistance. And also the attitude towards the refugees was as if we were all vulnerable and poor people and it made me feel bad actually this is what we tried to change with what we started doing with our center our approach towards refugees and other vulnerable people was uh, based on respect and more uh, comprehensive uh, we also started taking care of their uh, 
psychological needs. We started thinking how we can provide comfort and security and how can we bring those people back their dignity and motivation to continue with their lives. So that was the main challenge for us as an organization and this is what we uh, pursued further on in our work. The NSHC started working and with time their focus changed, as have the needs of the population in Novi Sad. Back in the 90s, our main focus was on refugees, refugees from ex-Yugoslavia who came to Serbia for different reasons and uh, the majority of whom remained in Serbia and decided to stay here to integrate and to uh, not to return, definitely. After that, refugee crisis was, let's say, completed and people got used to living here and everything. Our focus also shifted to other vulnerable groups. We worked a lot with Roma population. Roma is probably the most socially the most vulnerable population in Serbia. There are large Roma communities living in Serbia and they are in need of many different things. Uh, apart from that, we also started activities uh, which help the elderly. We saw a lot of needs among the elderly. We still do. Uh, not just the poverty, but also loneliness. And uh, there are different challenges when it comes to elderly living in villages, in rural areas, and also many, many challenges for the elderly living in urban areas, especially nowadays in this new modern time when we are so much dependent on new technologies. The elderly are really left behind, I would say. In some regions in Serbia, houses are situated in the hills with only elderly living there and no streets connecting their houses to the rest of the civilization. Sometimes the volunteers have to climb the hills to reach them in order to provide them medicine and domestic care services. In Novi Sad, the NGO additionally started to provide free psychological care, mainly for young people. Uh, there is a huge interest for this service and um, we have a waiting list for the interested people. People are really probably because of the recent uh, COVID crisis, uh, many, many people really feel vulnerable and are in great need for uh, support, for to talk to someone and to help them get through through difficult times. For their work, social NGOs in Serbia are very dependent on private donations. Often the donators have their own agenda and give financial support only project-based. This influences their work. Most of the funds come from abroad, from international humanitarian umbrella organizations or NGOs based in Austria and Switzerland. The Serbian government supports these actors of civil society only with small amounts. And NGOs don't have much of a saying in the provision of social services. Collaboration is uh, unfortunately still not on the level of partnership, which is something that we would like, especially in the, in the area of provision of social services. In Serbia, the main provider of social services is the, the state or the state institutions, of course, like centers for social welfare. And uh, this is this old system that we have inherited where NGOs are a little bit on the side. As an NGO, for example, we are a licensed provider of social services. We have fulfilled all the criteria and became a licensed provider of help-at-home services for the elderly and the adults. 
uh, but even as a licensed provider, we are not part of the system of service provision in uh, Novi Sad or, or, or anywhere else. So we would like to be more involved. I think NGOs, I think civil society brings in new, fresh ideas and is much more aware of the, of the needs, of the comprehensive needs of different vulnerable groups. And I think that's a large potential that can be utilized properly in case that the state one day sees the value and, and, and somehow uh, brings us in or provides us with the same opportunities to provide the services as, as in the public sector. Although civil society actors often have a better insight on the needs, they have little opportunity for lobbying or collaboration and are not really included in decision-making. This system is a heritage of socialism where the state is responsible to satisfy every basic need, such as housing and food. Until today you won't see homeless people in the streets, it is just not common in Serbia. People would hold on to their flats even if they are poor and can barely pay food. They wouldn't sell their apartments.